It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Hey, oh, now there's there an go. angle. Look at that. That's, That's an angle you don't get to see TV. every day. <laughs> Look at that. Here we are. Hey, how are we doing? We got, we got Anthony getting an appearance today. How's everybody doing today? Great. Hey, how about you? A little shell shock. Are you shell shocked right now? Oh, no. <laughs> I, mean, I was. I want to shout out to them. I want to. Um, shout out to Ian. I mean, he gave me this hoodie. What is that? Say? I was Kenny uh, Anderson basketball. Yeah, showcase. he uh, he really does the Kenny Anderson basketball showcase. Um, we was in, I believe, Cuyahoga Community uh, Jail. I think oh. it's the county jail. Okay. Oh, you were there today? That's where you guys met? Last night. Oh. Last night ah. from um, about yeah. 5 to 9. You were speaking to some of the, the kids? Yeah, there? yeah. How'd that go? Sp- oh, it was great, man. We spoke to the, spoke to the kids. Um, they're not really, I, I guess, kids. I guess 14 to 22. Yeah. They're housed in different places. Yeah, yeah. But, man, it was it was just, it was crazy. I was there four hours, and, and I was there. As you can tell, I was running my mouth and talking so much. <laughs> but some of these kids, man, like, good kids, you just you learn how many situations people be in, and, and they find themselves you know doing tough time. I mean, where you at, on Highland Hills? Uh, Over Green Road. Yes. Yeah. Over uh, Quincy. Are you on Quincy? Quincy Road. Yeah. Okay. And so I was there for four hours. What are you saying to them the whole time? Like, what are they asking questions, or are you just talking? Man, I, we I'm just talking to them. So you know, I was just telling them. Yeah. And, and just pulling up on them, seeing their yeah. circumstances. Everybody in there is it is either convicted or charged with something bad, bad yeah. like yeah. manslaughter, yeah. Yeah. murder, yeah. things like that. And, and some of these kids, um, they're young too. They so young, a dude. Young. I talked to a guy. And as we was just giving them advice about how to succeed, um, just business um, plans when they get out. Because when you get out, it's just like, okay, you're a convicted fella. You're young. What do you do now? How you? What do you do now? Mm-hmm. And so we were just talking to some of the kids, and the guy came up to me. I was like, yo. Um, he was like, man, I really want to thank you. You gave me a lot of advice and just just some you know real solid stuff I could use. And they was like, yeah, I'm going. I'm transferring to prison. So he going, he moving. He already had did five. Right. He about to go. He got to do another ten. Yeah, he aged mm. out, right? And I'm like, well, just the fact that you got to do ten, and I'm looking at him, and you can tell the young dude is like kind of scared because now he going where the big boys is at. Yeah. He going where where you know. And so I'm just telling him, look, man, you got to go in with a plan. Get your degree. Get your education. And I said, you can't think of it like a ten year bid. You got to think of it like. You going in there to get something out of it. Like, don't let the time just go by. Because if you let the time go by, you're going to involve with people you shouldn't. No gang activities. Go in there. Stay to yourself. Find you a program where you can be in the kitchen, where you're doing some different things, maybe the wood shop, mm-hmm. and just continue to build because they'll look at that and say, okay, um, you got some good behavior. Got some skills. We can, we can take that, and, and you may be able to get parole earlier, but... Man, a lot of those kids is doing tough time, but um, you'll be surprised. Some of the, some of their stories is like, wow, how'd you, how you end up here? Yeah. How'd yeah. you end up here, man? It's yeah. so crazy. We weren't planning on talking about that, but that's a great job out of you by doing that, and it probably meant a lot, and you probably made a difference. I, not for every kid in there, sure, but but it's probably at least a couple of man, kids. Man, imagine having his positive ass come in and tell yeah, you, I you mean, could, like, you'll be fine. You're or, a great you example. Can, yeah. Right? Like, and I, I mean, I believe without – you know, I don't know, without getting too far into it. I, I believe, I don't believe, I mean, yeah, I think there's probably a small percentage of people that, like, have mental <coughs> uh, issues that are 
going to put them down a bad road. But I personally believe that the majority of kids, especially, that get in trouble, it has a lot more to do just with their circumstances in life. And, and it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Right. But if, if you grow up in poverty, if you grow up around gangs, if you grow up, it's harder to get away from that and make of good course. choices than if you grow up in a with a silver spoon. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, so... One, you know. The one guy, it, it, it crushed me. He said he was there because his his boyfriend or his mom's boyfriend was beating the crap out of her for years. Yeah. And unfortunately, he killed him. And, and he went to jail for protecting his mom? He, he got he got like 15 years. For protecting his mom? Yeah, 15. That sounds wrong. This, I know this is probably tactless, but on the way out of each of those meetings, did you tell them to watch the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show? Actually, that's the first. The that's first a captive they, audience. The that's what I'm saying. They're the not first coding. thing they said was like, hey, where will we find you? I will give them credit because they weren't, I said, yo, I, I'll come back. I don't just want to show up one time. Like, there's a lot of things that I could give y'all, like, you know, because I, I didn't start anywhere from, like, being big. Right, right, right. I just was, like, on the internet doing stuff. And I, I, I evolved into some of these things and it kind of blossomed. But the great thing about them is they do have a music program. I heard a guy rapping and he had a whole like demo. Mm-hmm. It's like he's fire. Like he's huh. like, he's legit. He's got stories. The CSS like, intro song next year. He yeah. is legit, man. Um, and then uh, the guy, they got a lot of different programs. Ian is a, a coordinator and he's going to have Smush Parker come in. Okay. He, uh, was Kenny Anderson, Kenny, Kenny Anderson, was he there? Uh, he wasn't there, but Kenny Anderson comes okay. in and talks to the kids every year. Mm -hmm. um, it's like his program. Yeah, he and, went to my rival high school, Kenny. I think. Or I'm, or I'm, or are you guys cool now, though? He, no, not at the same time as he, me. But. They knew somebody. Uh, Hobbs, Dennis Hobbs, Dennis Hobson. Dennis, Dennis, they're all together. Kenny Anderson, Dennis Hobbs. Yep, they yep. Were good friends. They yep. mentioned that. So yeah, look, it was it was. It ain't the first time I'm gonna do it. Um, I just be passionate about it. So good for you, man. Kenny Anderson did not go to Mike Rival High School. I was Update: Kenny else. Anderson did not sorry. go to Bulls Rival High I School. I knew he was from New York. Time. I just I, I, Gee, I thought he went to Lincoln High. But stay, stay that's in, a great job. Stay by in you. the community. G. Keep doing that, right? Because we do this thing every day, and there's another set of folk out here that always can need some guidance. They don't they don't get the breaks that some of us get out here, right? Yeah. And they just need a break, right? Right. Just some a shot. Of, some of them here have to clean up claim to act a little bit, but yeah, listen, I believe every soul is worthy of, of, of redemption. Yep, yep. I don't know if they'd want me, but I'd be happy to go with you if you want, if you they, want me to. Ian, Ian, they'd be happy to go yeah. because these people, you'd be surprised. These kids, they, they, they face lit up when you came in. Yeah. yeah. Cause they don't got visitors, mm -mm. family members, nothing. Yeah. So for yeah. you just sitting down there and then most of the time I'm just talking to them yeah. like regularly, like, yo, this is, you know, just about <clears throat> different things. And that's really great questions because a lot of them are in there thinking about, okay, the questions, how I'm going to make it? What, like, what, what, what's my next steps? You know, because, you know, you get out and everybody talk about will stay out of trouble, but let you not be able to pay your bills. Right. You got a daughter or son that need milk. You ain't got no credentials. You didn't graduate. What you think people are going to do? They're going to be right back to what got them right, there. To right start back on you. So right back on you, right back. When, right back when, on you. when people are in trouble, whether it's kids, adults, whatever, when you get in trouble and you end up in jail, I mean, the world's a better place if we're if we're helping the people in prison to improve their lives. So when they get out, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, but yeah, as long as we have for profit prisons in America, which we do, it's can always remain. Well, did, what charitable things did you do last night? I did <laughs> nothing. I did nothing charitable. I felt very little, very small. You set today. up an Xbox controller. I, I did. I set up my son's uh, second Xbox controller oh. and played Madden with him. That was. Um, <laughs> you, spent some, you spent some time with your That's son. Important. Yeah. He'll be I, a productive member of society. I, I, I went to Gunselman's Tavern and I had a really good hamburger. They have great burgers. Yeah, they do. Underrated so, burger joint, Gunselman's uh, Tavern. We had different evenings, but yeah. Um, you know, we all, you. Did, we all did stuff. Good for you. That's. Yeah. That's a great job, and uh, it's important to talk about these things in the holiday season. Obviously, this is our last show of 2022. Uh, it's been a treat for me and Man, to work with all of you guys here. Quick. And yeah. we've had a lot of fun over the last what eight months. Yeah, it doesn't feel like eight months, right? I can't, months? I can't believe like this is only been here eight months. Yeah, I know. This is crazy. In some ways it feels like longer, and some ways it feels like it just started. Yeah, yeah. it does. Seems very quick. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and, it, it, unlike this interminable Brown season, which seems extremely long. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it seem ever? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just but now smoking. we can't. Now I'm like, <coughs> let's get the next. It is year, funny. So. Polk yeah. puts it in perspective like that. The yeah. Brown season's only been going on for half of UCSS. Yeah. I think back to May. That feels like yesterday. Yeah. Uh. September when the Jet season started. Browns. Eternities ago. Seriously, yes, eternities by the way. Ago. We experience time differently depending season. upon how you well, perceive that lost. time and the, and the type of experience you're having during that time. Right. Yeah. Since the Browns are so painful, obviously it feels like we have to endure it more. Right. Whereas our time that we've got to spend with each other over the last eight months has been That's so been delightful fun. that yes. it has flown by. Have you, ever, have you ever noticed where it seems so clear what needs to be done? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's clear. I mean, uh, to me, I look at it, it's clear to me. Clear as day. I might not know the, 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 the every X, Y, and Z, but the parameters of it, I understand what it is. And sometimes I'm always wondered why people who are in the mix are in the mix with it every day. They can't see it. I mean, they're, they're oblivious to what's going on here, right? And then I, I, I tune around, I listen to, you know, I try to fill myself with, with other viewpoints, right? And I'm hearing talk yesterday, like, we're so disappointed in Watson. Are you disappointed in Watson? What are you talking about? We're not even here yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just want progression here. I think we were, I think you said the other day, Adam. Yeah. The thing that we were we 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 blinded ourselves by thinking that he was going to come out the can. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we and convinced it was, ourselves no big deal. That it, was, it, it, it was it was it was unrealistic. Yes, yes, it was very much unrealistic. And he's playing better. Right, I mean, he's playing he, better. He continues to improve. Right. But to think there would be no rust after twenty three months. Question, though. Shame how, on us for thinking that. How did we that. really miss it that bad? I mean, weren't there other we're, examples in history of quarterbacks no, we're, who we're, had this we're, much time off? I know that we're homers. Mike, we're, no, no, Mike, Mike, we're that thirsty. Yeah. It's been a long but you guys time. Are pros. You know what? Pro. You <laughs> should know better. I should. I you, should. You should tell us. And I thought there'd be some rust, but I didn't think there'd be. Listen, I, I think he's making his good progress, but I think we all thought it would happen like like that. And part of it is it's not just him, right? Like you look at the statistics, the statistics for last week, considering the weather conditions. Yeah. yeah. He played a pretty good game. Right. You know, if if Amari Cooper catches the ball in the end yeah. zone right. and they score a touchdown instead of a field goal. And then either DPJ or Najoku catch a touchdown that last drive. Well, all of a sudden he's got three touchdowns, and, and we're know, forgetting the and we're forgetting the misses, and we're forgetting the misses. And it's like, well, he threw for t- instead he's thrown for you know 195 on yep. just, and it would be less passes because they wouldn't have to throw as much on that last drive because they would have been it would have been a different score. Remember, he threw I think like four. Everybody's talking about how much he threw last week. I think he threw 14 passes on that last drive, so he had only thrown the ball. He 17. threw 17 passes when they were down by a touchdown. Right, and so they, I, they, I, in fact, they had run the ball. I think all on first down, they ran it on first down almost every time until the final two minutes of the game, except for one or two and times. And I know, I'm, I know, we just let this is the excuse parade right now. Yeah, yeah we're letting them all out. Sure. But let's we can't uh. we can't just ignore the fact that the one of those games was played on what was essentially the ice planet Hoth. Star Star Wars reference, right? You're yes, welcome, but again, he. I mean, that was a actually, ter- those were horrible. Considering conditions. the weather conditions, the lack of throws he made till the two minute warning and the drops. Right. The more I think about it, Watson played a pretty good the game. The whole point is, we can't look at this body of work. Anyone no. trying to look at this small body no. of work and well, pretend like it's representative or uh, no? no this is a, this small body of work. We won't see. We won't see the real deal till yes. next to next year. I mean, there's a there's a lot of work that needs to go on between now. And training camp next year because he got he's got a lot of work to do to get back. You just don't come back off the rip where you were. You so, got you got to work your way back. But I want to I, I want to say this ahead. though. Yeah. And I was having this kind of I was doing the Cavs game last night and, uh, with Mike Steiner. I said, you know what? It, it, what dawned on me, G, was this. And I'm listening. You know, we make every excuse in town. As, at some point, people have to be held accountable for the stuff, right? I. I'm a guy who's been around. I've been around. There's some coaches out here that can't coach talent. 
They do worse with better talent. They do yes. best with mediocre talent because they elicit better pr mm. production on it. Yeah. Guys who have better talent, coaches that have better talent, some don't know what to do with it. Now, I played for a guy at Ohio State, Elder Miller, and that's who got Clark Kellogg to leave St. Joe to go down to Ohio State, and then Clark had a horrendous, what he felt like was horrendous time because they didn't play to his strips, right? And I, I'm reminded, I'm looking at Stefanski, and I'm saying to myself, you may be better because the years he's had success, they've been with lesser people. Mm -hmm. You don't see no superstar. Every time he had a super somebody that was supposed to be a superstar, you got nothing. Ob uh, Odell Beckham. Mayfield looked like he regressed. Now it looks like he's a little resurgent. It's only been a couple games. Now I'm wondering myself when I watch Watson. I'm like, is it him? That's the fear. Or well, is it you? That, that's 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 the fear. The fear of it all is sometimes when you got coaches. Sometimes when you can put a player in, and you simplify things and you get it and you're like, okay, cool, you're going to run this and you're only going to do this. It makes other those those lesser players look good because they're within restraints, but there is no room for improvement. They hit a plateau. That's what they're going to be. When you have a superstar, what superstars make you do, they make you get outside of your comfort mm -hmm. zone They because their skill set is something that's special that you can't just cookie cut. You, you can't, can't madden it. You can't. You, you, you have to not madden. You got to feel the best way to go about. It's like I would. I say it's it's like high school coaches, right? It, it, all around this country, high school basketball coaches are the worst coaches in the game. You know why? <laughs> they'll get somebody over six foot five, and they'll be like, "You're a post player." Every player over six foot five is not a post player. If you, had, if LeBron James was not able to have the ball, or Kevin Durant was not ever having the ball. They would say, you're too passive. I don't want my big guy shooting threes. Get down low and post up. Well, well no, that he has transcendent talent. That man is, is better than everybody. Don't put little Billy out there who's 5'10", because he's 5'10", he's a guard. No, LeBron is everything on the court. And, and there's a lot of people that don't understand yeah. that because their they're, they're knowledge and concept they're pre, of the pre game is, is already... I would argue, guys, that um, first of all, oh, I, I don't know how healthy Odell Beckham is, is rarely healthy since his early years with the Giants, mm -hmm. and that factored into his time here. Now, his his best stretch was certainly the playoffs with the Rams last year was his best stretch because when he first went to the Rams, he wasn't putting up big numbers. He did have some touchdowns on a significantly better offense, an offense that won the Super Bowl with a quarterback that was playing at a Hall of Fame level, playing next to a wide receiver that was playing at a Hall of Fame level. Mm -hmm. And with the Browns, he didn't have that. Now, I, I think Odell Beckham's failures ultimately in Cleveland, yeah, I could put some blame on Kevin Stefanski. I think I could also put some blame on Baker Mayfield. I think I could also put some blame on Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. I don't think Odell Beckham gets a pass completely for no. his time in Cleveland. His catch, he dropped a lot of balls here. Much He was much worse at dropping balls here than he was with the Giants or the Rams. So, 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 I was, so, I've always fought against this. Statistically, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. had two drops while he was here. That's just what the stats say. If I'm going to believe in stats, I, I don't know. If I'm going to believe in analytics and stats, I got to believe what the stats tell me. The stats say he dropped two balls. Second of all, I had a problem with everybody else having yeah. a problem with showing the fact that he was open. So, like, why would you be mad? Why you, People are like, he should have never said he was open. Well, no, that showing you are open is showing I'm doing my job. Yeah. Yeah. It's either the coach or the quarterback. I don't want to say this here. They the the point I made was this. Yeah. It's not, this don't take away from Stefanski being a nice person. He's probably a nice guy. There are some coaches out here that cannot survive, cannot coach well with talent. I, I, they just, don't, I just don't think I, we know that. Yet. Yeah, I know I, it very well. I, I, he <laughs> I, hasn't I, had I, enough talent. They Adam, had Nick Chubb. He's coaching Nick Chubb. Adam, Nick Chubb is playing Adam, great. That's one person. I've been around. Well, I've been around. The other I've, been, stars, I've been around. Brad. I've been who's around. The other stars here, I'm just saying here. Listen, yeah. to what I'm saying to yeah. you. There are coaches right that cannot. Coach I agree with you. Talent, but they have one as coaches. The proof there, there's Stefanski. I don't think the proof. Just, the proof is in the pudding here. This, win loss. this is win and loss here. here. He's got a winning record with nothing but bad quarterbacks. I don't consider here. That's the difference between you, you and I. I don't loss. consider 24 and 22 a winning record. It's nothing. 
Well, but you, uh, that's nothing. To how me. many coaches do you think would have a much better record over the last three years with the Browns? Oh, 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 a ton. Oh, a ton. A ton. Come on, a ton. A ton. A ton. I give you ten. Can I, I present just a number to the equation real quick? Yeah. And I had no idea. I just looked this up. Yeah. I'm actually shocked at this. How many games last season do you think Odell Beckham Jr. had at least 75 receiving yards? In the regular season? Regular season and postseason. How many and games did he play? I would say three. I mean, hold on, he played, how many he games? played for the Browns real quick. He played one, two, three. He played six games with the Browns, and he played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He played 12 games with the Rams. He didn't put seven. up big yardage. With seven. No, I'd say three. G? Five. I'm going to go two. G, you're right. Five. Three of those came with the Rams. Two of those came with the Browns. Yeah, he didn't put up. He was scoring more touchdowns with the Rams. He did score more. But I'm, that's I'm because just saying. he was on a much better offense. Yeah. No, no. Right. So I'm he just wasn't, saying he wasn't playing Play like a Cooper Cup. He was better on the Rams, definitely. Yes. But he wasn't so, playing like a so, star on the so Rams. So humor me. Yeah. What if I'm right? What if What if Stefanski cannot elicit? Here's the problem: when you have better players, you have to coach less. It's different how you coach. And now I'm giving you counsel. Because I have to rely on the fact that you've got talent and you're going to be able to make some plays. And it's uncomfortable for people because yeah. I'm but not – This is not I'm, basketball, Brandon. No, it's it's, different. The, it's, the, it's the, not Adam, the same. Adam, Adam the same. Plays. The coaching, no, no, no. coaching is, is coaching. It's not the same. It is, it is the same. It is the same. Let me show you this. If you got an elite quarterback, it's the same. Yeah. Peyton Manning, you call whatever you want to call. Run pass, whatever it is. He has the ability. A, a play will be called, and then Peyton can change it if he wants. So, which so, I'm sure Watson will have the same well, thing. Well, well, here, here's another thing too. Yeah. You also have when you a quarterback who's seeing the field the different way. He can come in and say, "Hey, well, we with our plan, our scripted plays, they're not going to work today." We but need gee, to you're to, saying that is if he, if if Deshaun Watson's not allowed to do that, I don't think that will be the case. Well, well, here's what we're saying. Yeah. His 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 autonomy and what he's able to do. Is way different from what a dish Jacoby Brissett would be. Jacoby Brissett, when he gets to the line of scrimmage, it's run that play. Right. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, run that play. Run that. Don't right. you be audible. But, but you're saying as, as if Stefanski hasn't let Watson do that. A, we don't know, and B, it's it's only been four games. Is your concern more one of attitude that he isn't someone who inspires his? players. Oh, is that think, the concern? I, oh, I think that's obvious. But I'm saying, is that the main concern? Well, I, or is I, I, it inability or is it inability to inspire? Mike, I think it's an ability to elicit top performance out of people is obvious. So that's inspired. If you've been in sports, you know it. I mean, it's, it's real clear. Either you have it or you don't have it, right? You don't. But you said, Bray, you said he can't coach superstars. He hasn't had many superstars. I'm Who tell, has he had? I'm telling you what I see from but, a, from well, I'm trying, to, I, I'm trying to understand it. Well, I'm trying to give it to you. And I'm saying I, I, we've had improvements by the offense. Yeah. My eyesight tells me yeah. that he does not. He works better with lesser talent. That's but a, that's who's my, the great talent that has failed under him. So, I'm trying so, to understand so let me, that. So let me give you this. Yeah. Um, if you go back and look at the statistics, yeah. Jarvis Landry was better under Freddie Kitchens. Odell Beckham Jr. was better under Freddie Kitchens. Nick Chubb. Two years in a row, we yeah. oh, we talked about Nick Chubb not getting the ball. But, well, the here, but Odell didn't G, play a full G, season. G, G let me tell you this. And Jarvis so, Landry's slowly been getting older. Here. I want you to throw this in here. Yeah. They just wasted Kareem Hunt. Kareem they Hunt wasted was him. a no They show. wasted they him. They just – I don't understand. Kareem <laughs> – <laughs> Kareem Hunt's a number two running back. What do you want to do? How Kareem, you want to they him? wasted the talent of Kareem they didn't Hunt. Even, they didn't even try to use him. But you even agreed with me that he he has clearly lost a step. But here's it seemed the, pretty obvious. Here, this year. But here's the thing. Yeah. That's that's like being like, well, my car didn't start, but you didn't have it in the garage for two summers. Right. <laughs> you got to use it, bro. But they did use him. He played plenty the last couple of years. No, he See, how, how much do you, how many you no, had Nick Chubb? How many carries so, did you expect to get? We about Chubb we, and Hunt we, in the backfield we, we multiple see. times. We will see when Chubb we, and Hunt we, had more carries will, than any backfield tandem in the league. I'm we, talking about this in, year. I'm we, talking about in conjunction the in the backfield the same right. time. They you use it. It was popular. They get seven yards. They leave it alone. That is that's unequivocal. That's facts. That's an argument whether you should use them together or not is a fair argument, and I agree with you. I would like to see it, but in, to in, in total, they did play a lot, and they combined for more carries than any running backs in the league. Well, that's, just, that's a fact, too. Here, here's, here's what I'm looking at. What I'm looking at when you look at Kevin Stefanski, yeah. a 500 record or being decent. That's not good enough. 25 and 23 is not a good record. That is not championship level. No, no. agreed. It's, it's got to be better. And it's, so, it's, no, it's, much better. It's mediocre. Agreed. 
It's what Agreed, it is. guys. It's mediocre. Okay, right. but he's had mediocre but talent at quarterback. Yeah, let me tell you something. Would you call this quarterback situation ideal this year for him? I mean, that's not a great situation. This is what I hate about this town, right? Call a spade a spade, right? I played for a coach. Let me tell you what the Bulls did, Adam. Yeah. We went to the Eastern Conference Final, one game away from playing the Lakers in the championship. Two weeks later, they fired Doug Collins. You out of here. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they felt like he couldn't get us over. And the how home. many years did he have Michael Jordan before that happened? How many years? Three years that I was there. Okay. Well, they don't have Michael Jordan. No, now it, they do. It, it, hold on. Is now it, they do. No, no. You missing my point again. My yeah. point is organizations right. have to have the pulse. Right. Right. The fingertip on the pulse. Right. And if it doesn't pop, don't cloud yourself to be like, well, I'm getting that. Ah, this is another well, year. You could have said the same thing about the Bengals after two years with Zach Taylor. Every Bengal fan wanted him fired. Now he's a genius. They go, why? Because he got Joe Burrow. He's not he's not a better coach. So, he got Joe Burrow. So, let me ask you, so, man, if so the, here, if the same the, team that got to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Yeah. Is the same team that ended up winning the championship. Right. It wasn't no more additions coming, right? It was the same players, right? Right. What Phil did came in and said, listen, I'm going to give you, Scotty, and you, Mike, and Horace some more autonomy. I'm going to sit here. Where Doug was trying to manage everybody's goal. This is what you I, do. I you better put into this but slot. You're, you're assuming that Deshaun Watson's not going to have any autonomy, and I'm assuming that's I, not I, the case. All I'm assuming is what I see. But and what I, do you see? I don't see much. So you want him fired? You want him fired? Oh, I want him gone. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, right. I don't I, here. I don't want him fired. Right. The, the the scenario that I see before my eyes, Mike, tells me that there needs to be a change coming. Right? Okay. I'm not a guy that just wants to make a change. Celebrating change. it, right. right. But yeah, that's I'm, all the Browns have done is make right. change. But sometimes, Adam, years. when you're yeah. the CEO at the top, you that's have to make a change. I'm just I think in the end for me, okay, and I've been the first one in this town for years screaming, fire this guy, fire that guy. Always. I wanted Hugh out. I wanted Judd out. I wanted Shermer out. I wanted them all mm-hmm. out. And with Stefanski, do I think Stefanski's an elite coach? I don't. I don't, but I don't think there's that many elite coaches. Yeah, and I think a lot of coaches get better as time goes on. Now, I think Kevin Stefanski is good enough, and I think working with Watson and having Watson for a full year, he will be good enough, and he will do a good job, and he will turn it around next year. Obviously, I could be wrong. None of us know that for sure. If I thought there was a clear answer for a better head coach, I could, I would definitely be open to it, but I don't think there is. So I don't, I'm not speaking totally with Watson. Yeah. There's the management or the organization. He has failed to manage Joe Woods in the defense. He's failed to be the CEO of this That's team. That's fair. He has. That's right? fair. It I, is time. Here, let me tell you something. It is time that if you if you want to be because you have a small window here. Shovel I don't believe close. that. I think that's getting talked about a lot. I think Shovel window closes. I don't. Right? Ca- it doesn't matter. They win. Tell- a, they're going to win a championship based on Deshaun Watson. That's the bottom me, line. Me, uh, no, 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 no. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You, you can't, you can't boil it down to that. Mm-mm. You can't boil it down. No, to no, that no. But here's my point, G. When you have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, yeah, if your team is smart around him, now it's a fair to argue the Browns are not smart around him. I mean, in terms of management, but if you have a good team, yeah, if you have a good organization, and you have an elite quarterback, which I believe Deshaun Watson is and will be by next year, your window should never close as he as long as he's playing at an elite level. That doesn't mean you don't have to have good talent around him, but the opportunity but is a, always there. The opportunity should always be there for you to win as yes. long as you have an elite quarterback. If you, so it shouldn't be a three-year window. If you window. make the necessary moves. Yes, absolutely. And guess what? They have, and they have shown they that said, they have not, they are not even competent about making those necessary moves. So are we moves. getting rid of the entire the entire organization now except I, I for Sean Watson and rebuilding think, around him and Jimmy Haslam? I think this front office is not a failure, but it's not great. So I so think I'm, it's in so the middle. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, asking for I'm, calls of action. I'm not even into the front. Here, the calls of action? The coaches have got to go. Okay, just go straight out, straight up. <laughs> as a player, they got to go, right? Man, they okay. got to go. Right? GM stays. I won't even get to the front office. Okay, I'm just staying right here on the field from what I, what my eyes show me and mm-hmm. tell me, right? And my league, uh, and my knowledge of being around somebody that knows how to elicit that out of I, people. I, I'm, he I does t- not have it. I told people, I'm, I, you go back and rewind every single tape I said, and I told Kevin Stefanski this last year. You said it was Odell Beckham. You got rid of him. We rode with you. We then said you shouldn't play Baker Mayfield because he's hurt. Guess what? You you said it was Baker. You got rid of him. Now, guess what? You got this year. 
if you're you're a fool if you think you not next up on the evaluation timetable. He is. So my thing is this, and guess what? He has not made the moves necessary to say that he is is completely all in on winning. Because I always say it, and people can't refute it. They give him passes for it. To me, it is almost an fireable offense based on him having Joe Woods still in the locker room teaching something. That's fireable. And in that's, I think that's the most egregious failure by the Browns is that they haven't already made changes to the other coaches. Well, here, here, is that Stavansky's call? I, well, I That's assumed it was, although we were just hearing from who, did, who told us we they think it might not be. I don't well, know. Here's the, here's the other thing. Yeah. Is it me or is it or is my eyes lying to me, right? His players are slowly defecting on him. That The shenanigans with Miles Garrett last week, that was a de facto. Yeah, okay. Screw you. Screw you. you. That's what that here. was. That's that, what that, that was. That's what that was. And, and, and as a player, was it? Do you know that? Like, do we have? No, that on? I'm just saying what I. That's the way it seems. That, yeah, that's it. Appears that way, but it does. That's nothing. Yeah. Someone told you or anything. Well, here, here's 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 what I'm gonna say about that. When you get to be a player and you frustrated, yeah, you and, start acting and, out, and, and, and you, there's no recourse. You start acting These out. These guys, it's no accountability for what we running or calling. I'm put, I'm busting my tail out here. I'm hurt. And these stupid game plans keep coming up every week. Everybody in my community is like, why don't you guys make adjustments? You got coaches saying it was hard because players went. When people make comments like that, that means you're incompetent. And when people are over you that are incompetent, the only way you get people's attention is to start acting out and doing stuff. I ain't showing up to that. Why I'm going to show up to that. We all talk about it. If you want accountability in your building, if you want players to play hard, they got to know that they got the same energy for the players as the people you put on that staff. There's some accountability here. So when you talk about real accountability in professional sports is this, right? You have to hold people accountable. Now you look around this league and how many people got snatched out of prominent position? Hack it. Because Halfway through the it, year. Wasn't, Get up it, out of it here. wasn't going right, it, right? That's the only thing they understand. What do you mean it's me? Oh, it's Bye. you. You out. Speaking of Easy. accountability, though, don't the players have some accountability to play out, play as hard as they can, regardless? Or, or have, they got to pout like this. Players gotta, have here, Mike. Players have to be managed, right? When you're making a million, two million, three million dollars, I ain't listening to what you're talking about. Only thing I understand that is that like a you problem. Then. It ain't a you problem. You have this, to. This is it. how it works. You have okay. to. This, we not in. This you, not Ohio State you anymore. You have to. Yeah, I mean, listen. That. It is. That's one guy. Okay, I'm just Miles saying Garrett was capable of it. Miles of Garrett. I, I said before I didn't. I, I mean, I think highly of Miles Garrett. I don't like the way he handled the situation. I think he's made two bad, bad decisions this year with the reckless driving and 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 this situation. He was held accountable. Yeah. I think it's very fair to argue that Joe Woods has not been held accountable. I think it's a fair argument. I think that's the biggest. That I think. That, and what, and I mean, just yeah. And, yeah. and for you, why? Can you tell me why? I have no good here? answer. Would you tell me why he is still here? I think why Mike Woods Lucas might here? have the answer right back there because What's he has up, a place that has all the answers. I, I don't know. It's I a have good a discussion. sheet that may tell us the answer. We're going to bring Won't in Won't be the last time. Good debate, guys. Yeah. And I, as we bring in DeQuel yeah. with this, we're going to remind you guys that our Browns talk is sponsored by Cuyahoga Community College. There it is. Hey, there it is. Oh, got it right. Last Look time that. in 2022, how to do it right. Tri-C supports their students financially, professionally, right. personally, opening up doors of endless possibilities, including why. They're not being held accountable. The biggest, the biggest jewel in the is county. Where the future starts, and it starts right now. Classes begin January 17, 2023. And Dequell, welcome back. What's Dequell, up, what's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? How are you? My what's boy, up? DQ. What's up, baby? Oh, not much, man. Getting ready for the holidays. That's all. How you yeah. feeling? I'm feeling, feeling all right. You know, they, I'm actually walking without the, the crutch right now, so I'm in the boot. So, you know, every day gets better with this, this Achilles and uh, Christmas was great. My son had a great time. All he cares about were, were Beyblades. I don't know if you guys know what the heck that is, but oh, yeah, some yeah. toy that spins around. Oh yeah, yeah but, I, had, uh, I bought that for my son a few years ago. I don't know what Got your. Uh, I have to, can I interject myself really quick? Because I yeah. heard the conversation That's about. That's a nice hat you, you know, got on. <laughs> oh, appreciate it. You know, I'm getting ready for the Duke Mayo Bowl oh, uh, yeah, this yeah. evening. Yeah, twelve o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, the the whole Kevin Stefanski argument. I, you know, G Brad, I understand what you're saying, but I also have to side with with Bull on this one. I think you keep him. I don't think he he has done anything to have. Anything he's done up until this point is a fireball offense. I mean, you look at this year as a mulligan. You look at everything that he's had at quarterback. You look at all the things that 
the, well, the biggest overall reason to me is just that guy right here, Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. This was a collective effort from this was an organizational pick in terms of the head coach, GM, um, ownership to say, you know what, we're yeah, going to bring no a question. guy in that we think you can work with. So just by the mere fact that Deshaun Watson is here, they're not going to blow up everything up. I think what needs to happen before we get to Kevin Stefanski and him being if and seeing whether or not he's the right man for the job, I think you have to look at the defensive coordinator standpoint. I think there's a pecking order. Obviously, the defense underachieved mightily this year on top of, you know, having guys off the street play linebacker and all these other different external factors. I think you got to start there. I think without a doubt, in my opinion, Joe Woods, even though I hate to have a, a man lose a job, but he's not the guy for the job. He's not coaching, inspiring football. He's not having his assistants uh, do the job. So I think clean slate on the defensive side of the ball. Now, when you get that fixed and you adjust it, and if things don't work out, now you have to start to work your way up the ladder and say, you know what, Kevin? You know, you keep swinging and missing. It's not working. And I, But I don't think we're there just yet. I think right now with the defense underachieving, we're going to have to see an off full offseason with Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper. They're already talking about getting together in the offseason. So, uh, and the whole Deshaun Watson, I, I just think this experiment needs another year for us to to make a definitive answer whether so, or not Kevin well, well, so the, 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 well, I, I will say this. Because I want to ask DeQuell something I, too. So, my thing is, in my, in my heart of hearts, do I think they, they get rid of Stefanski? No. Uh, mm. I, for some of the reasons that you just named. But Kevin Stefanski, in my opinion, has set himself up to lose credibility. He has set himself up to give himself a more difficult time than needs to be. For me, I'm, I'm confused why you wouldn't be proactive as a head coach to get your other guys to, to buy in and say, look, when I say we, this ain't acceptable, our goal is Super Bowl. What we doing on defense is, is, is for lack of a better term, piss poor. And I don't care if you're my brother over there, if my, you're my cousin or my mama over there coaching. You got that ain't good enough. We can't do it. You're gonna and, fire your own mom. Yes, uh, heartbeat. <laughs> Bye, mom. <laughs> Bye. You're not doing the job. I, hey, see, see, I want to win. It's Thanksgiving see, so awkward. I want to win at the <laughs> highest levels. I yeah. don't care about nothing else. Yes, ever. Like I, that's all I care about. So if you're not gonna be there to get me there. I need to show my players. That if you ain't in your gap, I will fire you too. <clears throat> if you not if you not doing what you're supposed to do, I will get rid of you too. And so for me, when you let him sit there, in a way, ain't that really causing? Ain't, ain't that really you throwing games? Mm-hmm. If you know somebody's over there and you can't win, and your offense is great, ain't that like literally putting your head and say, "I'm gonna imagine this isn't happening, and I wait to to, to handle it when yeah. it's more convenient." Yeah, that's the Cleveland way. Right. You know what? I, I, you listen. I don't disagree with anything you said. I think it's, it's all I've seen. You know, teams orchestrate that in a different manner. Like for for instance, when I was in um, with the Colts in New, uh, I almost said New England, Indianapolis, Chuck Pagano. If you ever met Chuck Pagano, Chuck Pagano is the nicest guy yeah. you ever meet. He doesn't allow any of his coaches to scream. And the way they constructed the coaching staff was my defensive coordinator at the time. He was a screamer. He was a guy who played in the league for 11 years. He played linebacker for 11 years. We've been a coordinator uh, throughout his career. You know, he was credentialed. So all of us players gave him instant credibility. So Chuck would let him do his thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so he did his thing, and Chuck kind of delegated. I think what Kevin Stefanski needs to do, and we've talked about it before on this show, he spends so much time with the offense. I think hearing the fact that, you know what, his defense had, had underachieved when we all thought, just by namesake on paper that this this side of the ball would have been exponentially better. I think you have to be clued in to, you know what, when you go self-evaluate yourself after the season, what do I need to do better as a head coach? Well, I know for, for a fact as a player, if I saw my head coach in a meeting, in a position meeting room, or the the room where the defensive coordinator is going over the new install, it brought a new uh, a level of uh, sense of accountability. Yeah. I think he has, I don't know if he's not doing that. Clearly he's not doing that because it would have it, it would raise the level <laughs> from a coaching standpoint player standpoint I think he has to relegate his time a lot better to get through if he's going to be be the offensive play caller 
you got to figure out ways to 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 um, you know divide yourself up and, and make sure every side of the ball is doing what they need to do. But I think in this case, Kevin Stefanski, I get it. He has to take the brunt of the blame, and, he, and rightfully so. But if you go hire somebody who is a head coach in a sense, as a in a coordinating role, I think that alleviates some of the pressure that he has to spend with that side of the group. I think you got to they got to figure out that. I'm a little sensitive to just blowing everything up because I went through so many head coaches and it's so difficult to relearn a new system and, and you know, a, a coaching philosophy and guys get moved here and there. And it's just, here we go again, type of situation where it's revolving doors at the head coaching position. But I do think next year, next year, if we're having the same conversations about this team underachieving, then it's unequivocally, in my opinion, it's time for him to get out of here. Hey, DeQuell, well, well, let, 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 me, let, me, let me come at you a different way on this. I want your take on it, right? Mm -hmm. So there are some organizations, you know, in sports do this, right? They don't wait. They don't pull the trigger. When they see something yeah. that don't look right, they, they go make a move about it, and whether yeah. you agree with it or not, right? We have a tendency in this town to just keep waiting and waiting and talking about next year. There are some things about Kevin Stefanski that should be occurring. I know you see that they're not occurring. When does it become a problem? Because it's a problem. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Brad. I, I mean, listen, I would love to play for an organization who, if they saw some, you know, a kink in the armor, you know what, let's make a move now before it gets worse. It sends a, the, the message to the rest of the players, the entire organization. We're about winning and winning only. If, you, if we don't think you're in that equation, then we, we, we get rid of you. We move Cause, on. Because the this thing with Miles is, is slipping away here. Yeah. yeah you yeah. can see it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, and, and it probably comes to a button head in the locker room because Miles is probably expecting something to occur, but and it's not occurring. This is this is the the pushback you get from players in in unobvious ways to the fans, the things that go on behind the locker room that that they don't see. And this to, is what I'm yeah, reading under, underneath the surface. Well, to, to Brad's point and to your point, I mean, I think you were alluding to this already. It feels like the Browns need like a Wade Phillips, like that. You know, whatever, like they need a veteran defensive coordinator. Joe Woods is a young guy. They need a veteran defensive coordinator who prop hopefully has been a head coach, whether it's Mike Zimmer or, or Wade Phillips type or, or Brian Flores. We talked about that last or right, earlier this week. Great. Like that'd they need great. a guy who's going to come into that defense who has coaching head coaching experience, who's going to be respected by the players and has got to be a kind of a kick-ass guy because the Browns, like they don't have that killer mentality on the defense, it seems right. like. Right, right. So they you need that type of guy, don't they? That only makes sense because if the head coach is play calling, he's spending. Uh, I, I think you guys had Mary Kay Cabot on earlier this week, and I, yeah. I, I saw a little bit of that show, and she talked about her conversation she had with Deshaun Watson and uh, about is right. there anything that he noticed about Kevin Stefanski that he didn't necessarily already know, and her response was, Deshaun said it, he was surprised that the head coach spent so much time with in the position groups on the offensive side of the ball. That there alone lets you know, again, you need to go hire a veteran guy, as you alluded to, Bull, that yeah. has, you know, head coaching ability that, you know what, you can, it's like a, a, a prime time back in the day. Deion Sanders, you didn't worry about that side of the field. If you go get go out and get away, Phillips, or someone to that capacity to run your defense, essentially you can do the same thing. You know what, I don't have to worry about it. He's going to take care of that defense. Obviously, you want to, you know, put your imprint on it and be around. But for the most part, if you're play calling, you need a, a veteran guy that can handle that side of the ball. So you're not, so you don't spread yourself thin. Yeah. But again, who is that guy? You know, Brian Flores, you mentioned this is a, uh, a, a great situation. Uh, I can think of some guys who were a, a guy named uh, Billy Davis. He's a linebackers coach with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. He was my, he's one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. Ray Horton is another guy that comes to mind. I know he's been, with the Browns. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember two, him. Two previous hits. He's probably one of the smartest guys I've ever uh, been around. But here's the most important thing. He can coach personalities. Like the Miles Garretts, the, yeah, whoever walks in the building, he can coach a personality. And, and so the other guys fall in line. So that, that to me is the biggest caveat of it all. You can go out and get someone, but if you can't coach the big personalities, then we're, we're wasting our time. Hey, hey DeQuell, just ask, and, and, and you, we were talking about this earlier before you got on. You know, some coaches can't coach talent. You know that, right? The, the more mm -hmm. talent they get, the worse it is for them because they feel like they're losing control because the more talent people, you know, they, they, they're they spontaneous, right? And you have to right. sit back and ride with them. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. see. I, I see that out of Stefanski. I don't. I don't see him flexible enough to be able to sit there and take that, right? Because you got to sit there and take it. Yeah, and that's why I think it's very important to identify that from a GM standpoint to say, you know what, he isn't the guy that can that can just galvanize everyone. But if you like what he does from an offensive standpoint, how do you pick up the slack, right? So you go out and get other guys who knows how to motivate talent, who from a position standpoint, it, 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 it's no different than on the football field where you have guys at every level. Some guys lead in different by example, as opposed to standing in front and rah-rah and rah-rah yeah. speeching and all those type of things. So as an organization, I've always been clued into, you know what? If you don't have the guy, if you have leaders who, who lead by example, you need one or two guys that can lead by yeah. motivating, by, yeah. by getting underneath the guys behind and and you know telling them the truth and you know what we need you or just you need that type of guy like the Quill Jackson <laughs> like the Quill Jackson to that point the Quill like how, how do you handle a situation like in a perfect world when you were on the Browns like you were if not the best player on the defense you were one of the one or two best players on the defense the entire time you were here so like we want like in a in a perfect world it seems from an outsider's perspective I'd want my yeah. best players to be the leaders but. Miles right. Garrett is obviously the best player on the Browns, but he's a different cat. Like he doesn't yeah. seem like that rah-rah guy out, that's like screaming at everybody and what the hell are we doing out here? I don't know. So does some, somebody else have to take that role? Can he develop into that? Or is it just like, is that just not who he is? Yeah, that's not who he is. Yeah. If we hadn't seen it, if we're still talking about it at this point right. in his career, that's yeah. not who he is. Yeah. yeah. And Quite frankly, it's very hard to be in that position because a lot of times when I was there with the Browns, and even with the Colts, guys didn't like me. They couldn't tolerate it, yeah. you know. And it, and they learned to love it because I was consistent. I hold them because I was working harder than <laughs> everyone else, and yeah. I demanded you work equally as hard. And so it's very hard to do that. And so my, to to my, the Miles Garrett point, he's not that. And so any other guy that's in that locker room, I think uh, Anthony Walker was a voice, uh, yeah. a different style of leadership that could, you know, work with the linebackers in a sense, but that's what they're lacking. And it's so hard to identify someone that has the courage to say, Miles Garrett, you got to stop jumping these guys, like to, to hold him accountable. Mm -hmm. And I think Miles Garrett is that leader who would be willing to defer to someone else, knowing that they were a playmaker, knowing that they were consistent, knowing that they were going to work their butts off every single day is just as hard as if not harder than him. So I think that is that's the caveat of it all. They don't have there's a lot of inexperience on this defense, particularly and a lot of guys that don't know each other in the last probably month of football, especially from the linebacker standpoint, who are just they're picking guys up off the street. So so you've got you've got guys that are uh, when you talk about coaches, right? There's, there's different styles and it depends on what your personnel mm -hmm. looks like. So right. when you look at you brought up Dion. Dion mm -hmm. don't be coaching. Dion be motivating, right? right. His right. staff, he took to Colorado. He wouldn't got coaches around him to right. handle his position. His job is to motivate the group and hold them accountable, right? Mm -hmm. Can Stefanski make the swap? Because I don't. The, the team needs to be yeah. managed. It needs to be managed, yeah. right? It don't need yeah. to be coached by him on the offensive side. He got to manage too many things. There's too many things that he needs to manage on a daily basis here, and he has to trust that other people. Are going to be able to do that now, like Joe Woods, he can't get it done. I mean, he'd be the first one out of here, right? right. And in any other right. position that can't get it done, does he have the strength within him to make those calls and say, "Can't do that, got to go." I don't care yeah. how nice you, my friend, yeah. you, my cousin. Right. I got that it. That doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Kevin Stefanski is doing what he thinks he does best is calling plays, and I think you, I think everyone would agree his management could be a lot better with this entire team. And if you strip that title from him, if he goes out and gets an offensive coordinator, now what is he doing? I don't think anyone coaching. wants him to do Co <laughs> Yeah, coaching and motivating. I don't think that's his strong suit. That's his his strong set. But, uh, I mean, what do we have? I mean, listen, they made a long-term investment in Deshaun Watson, so they're going to see this through at least, till, I know, at least for another year, just to see what – Style of offense we're gonna run because that's the whole other yeah. Are, are, you. Are, sure, are we sure Tito can't? Are we sure Tito can't coach football as well? Yeah. I mean the baseball's uh, over and then he can just come yeah, in. Right. Uh, Dequell, I got a question for you about football this week. Um, this is mm -hmm. the first game that 
these Browns are going in knowing that they are statistically eliminated for certain from the playoffs. Um, yep. Not to bring up old stuff, but you had a few of these games where you went in knowing that you were statistically yeah. eliminated from the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Very How's different. the mentality different? And not, I don't think it's fair to go by you because of, you know, what you are, but the mentality of the locker room, typically of people not like you, um, what, what was it like going into a game like this? And I mean, yeah. I know that that might not hold true with every team, but from your experience. No, that's a great question, question because uh, you just, you hold your breath because guys know they're out of playoff contention. You only have a handful or what, two games left? Mm -hmm. And he, guys are looking at what they're doing in the offseason right now. That's, I'll just call a spade a spade. It's, it's so hard from a leader standpoint, from a coach standpoint, to try to motivate these guys to go mm -hmm. out and play within the scheme. There's going to be a lot of big plays. There's going to be a lot of missed assignments. It's just the nature of the beast because you strain for so long, and then you finally realize, you know what? We're really – I'm just playing for my reputation. I'm playing for my name on my back. Now front office is looking at who are the guys who's going to be able to be able to, to compartmentalize going out and playing really good solid football from an individual standpoint. I know for me personally, I, I had to lock in because I wasn't the fastest, tallest, strongest. I understood my situation. So for me, that was a moment for me to always stand out. But a lot of guys can't take that mentality. And it's like I said, it, it's going to be a it's going to be rough. You you think you've we've seen some bad football out of um, this team. Hopefully, offensively, Deshaun Watson, he's motivated because he's trying to show a glimmer of him, his old self from, you know, to, to justify this big contract. So it's going to be a lot of moving pieces, and it's not an easy um, situation to play in, uh, be a coach or a player. You know, well, um, this this got brought up yesterday. We and Bull was talking about it. People looked at me crazy. They was like, Hey man, you know you need uh, you got some uh, you know, trade assets. The only one you got is Nick Chubb. Mm. Now I do things mm -hmm. to do. I, I'm tongue in cheek about a lot of different things, but I will say this: I've heard you and Leroy and, and Dee Dee and Tim and everybody say in the media, "Hey, 230 million." It's about getting Watson together. It's about getting getting tightened up. It's about him. If you got him, you got a chance. Well, I'm looking around at some of the pieces and parts. Mm. And uh, if you're going to have 230 and you got the Lamborghini out there, he needs some shoes. He needs some. He needs some. Don't, don't and, and no liability insurance. You need full coverage on that. You know what I'm saying? Don't not get the windows tinted and get soup that thing up. And I'm looking the at rims, what about the ribs? Uh, yeah, we got uh, the Pirellis. We gotta get the Pirellis. You know what it is? All, all the things. All of the fixings. So I'm looking at the, his weapons, and I need I, I I need me another piece. Do yeah. you believe the Browns are going to put the priority on defensive tackle, which they need one in a worse way, but doggone it, if you want to see the best of Deshaun Watson, I feel you yeah. need another toy. You need yeah. he, he, for us to make it look right. You need a toy. Yeah. A DJ Metcalf or, or and put him with Cooper and DPJ. And now I can, I, Stefanski, you can't screw that up. There ain't no Don't possible way. The air. Throw that out there. Yeah, what you, you think? No, you, you're exactly right. If I had a choice, as much as I love beefing up the defense side of the ball, I think you have to make the investment towards your $230 million investment. I think you need a slot receipt. You need another chain mover. You know, that third down, you know, guy in the slot that can get open and cause, you know, confusion for, for a nickelback in defense. And so I think you have to, you, you have to address it because 230 million, as you said, you, he needs some toys. He needs other, he needs great insurance, as you said. So I, I think they make a play. Obviously, defensive tackle is a huge priority. But you're going to have to get some some weapons, some speed on that offense to help yeah. Deshaun Watson. And well, I, I think we're going to see a completely different offense next year. Give him the time and the season, you know. And and hopefully it 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 it, it helps. Um, you know, Nick Chubb. You know, we don't run him into the ground, so we see the best of his years to come, and, and we don't run him to the ground. So it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, this draft unfolds and, and what this team identifies as being a weakness or how they can uh, help themselves to quell. I agree I'm, with you. I'm curious when you, you know, obviously you, you're on the Browns the beginning of your career. You play with one crappy quarterback after the next. You go to <laughs> yeah. Indianapolis and you play with Andrew Luck, who's a great quarterback. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, he retired early, but you played with him at your first year. You go to the playoffs with him. He gets hurt the next year. When you're playing, like, the Browns have never had a great quarterback. Like, Bernie Kosar was the closest thing we've had to a great quarterback. He was great. But that's 100 right. years ago at this point, right? right. So, right. Deshaun Watson is the best, may end up being, I, I think he will be, I'm going to be optimistic about it, the best quarterback in Browns franchise history, at least in my lifetime. Uh, that's what I'm expecting because that's what he was yep. in Houston. Right. When you get to play right. with Deshaun, like, what is it like as the rest for the rest of the players to yeah. play with a Deshaun Watson, to play with an Andrew Luck, as opposed to playing with the schlubs he played with in Cleveland? It, does it make yeah. everybody better at just knowing that you have the guy finally? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hell yeah, it does. It's like you're always fed the, the best meal at dinner. You know, you, you're never unfed. And I, it was a stark difference. And it yep. took me a, a half a year to realize playing with Andrew Luck and playing with all these, you know, the other, you know, carousel of quarterbacks in Cleveland, yeah. just how much a quarterback means to a franchise. And just, it's hard to really put it into words. You're never out. And I don't know how yes. as easy as it is for me to say that, but no matter if you're close, there was a sense of, of in Indianapolis that we were going to win the game as opposed mm -hmm. to in Cleveland. If we were close, I hate to say it, but it was like, oh, here we go again, type of mentality. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah, a yeah. losing mentality. And whether you, it was a human nature for you to go down that route, but completely different playing with Andrew Luck. And it permeates through the entire organization. Defensively, you understand, you know what? If I get a lead, if you're Miles Garrett or someone that's a pass rusher, oh man, my sack total should go up. And, you know, just all these type of different stats go up. I had one of my best statistical years. My first year with the Colts, I had five and a half sacks. I had never had five and a half sacks with the Browns. Why? Because we were playing with really big leads. Yep. So, you know, it just opens up. Listen, every defensive player I know loves it. Every offensive player obviously loves it. But it permeates throughout the entire organization, man. And it's something that you're right. If Deshaun Watts can get back on track and show us a glimmer of his old self, next year could be dangerous if they, they keep adding to his weapons and – he gets on the right page and builds rapport with his, his offense. And David Njoku continues to ascend. Uh, this could be a dangerous football team, but you got to make it. You got to, you know, obviously the other side of the ball is a huge uh, focal point in, the, I, I in love, the offseason. I love the point you made. It's like you always have a chance, right? Like earlier, Brad said something that I've seen a lot lately where it's like, well, the Browns window is the next three years because, you know, Miles Garrett's getting old or Nick Chubb, whatever. How many great years does he have left? But in my mind, when you have Deshaun Watson, when you have Joe Burrow, when you have Patrick Mahomes, when you have Peyton Manning of your era, Tom Brady, you, you know, those quarterbacks, mm -hmm. like my window should never be closed. The organization, right. yeah, has to be smart with, their, with how they spend their money and keep putting decent players around him. But there's much more margin for error. I don't like like to win, to, to get to the Super Bowl with somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield or somebody like that. Like, the rest of the team's got to be perfect. But right. I don't have to be right. perfect around Deshaun Watson. I got to be good. I can't be terrible. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't have to be as good around him. Yeah, you want the key receivers. and then, But, like, my window should never close if I have Deshaun Watson or one of those guys as a quarterback. That's how I no, look I, at it as a fan. Do you look at it that way? Yeah, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. You look at the conference. You got, you know, within your conference alone, you have to be able to score points. Yes. Period. Yeah, in this league, and to play deep in the playoffs, and hopefully win the Super Bowl. You, the, the the days of a dominant defense, you know, like the two thousand Ravens defense when they won with Joe Flacco, those days are long gone. You have to That's be able to play opportunistic defense at the right time, but you have to be able to score points all the time, and you have to be able to move the chain. So, 
Uh, yeah, I agree with you. With the shot, obviously, the one that everyone uh, is a prisoner in the moment. We see this team really ascend the next three years. You look at the young talent because after three years or so, contracts come into play. Can you yep. keep this guy? Will you be a, so all these different external factors come into play. But if Deshaun Watson plays at the level that we all think he's capable of playing and can really take this team to the next level, they have the pieces on paper. If the front office does right, uh, they can really we can really see some really big big jumps from this team. Hopefully. Uh, in the next few years, but I agree with you. As long as you have a guy that's healthy, arm strength is healthy, can still chuck the ball down the field, you always have a shot. Well, I know you, uh, before I let you go, I know you went to New York, of course. I recommended some restaurants. I'm pretty sure you didn't have a chance to go to any of them, but did you get, did you have fun? The family have a good time oh, in New York? Absolutely. Oh, my God. We we took our son to see the, the Rockettes. He uh, loved yeah. it. First time yeah. seeing the show, loved it. I fell asleep, of course. Uh, when they dim, <laughs> they dim the lights, and they bring out the orchestra. That was a sign for me to go to sleep, take a little <laughs> quick power nap. Rave but, uh, no, we had a great time, great food. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, New York is always very festive for the holiday season. And actually, my son, uh, the other day, he wanted to go back. I'm like, buddy, that costs money. When you get a job, <laughs> yeah. you do whatever you want, whatever you want. Well, until what is, the end. What does the most interesting man in the world do <laughs> for New Year's Eve? My guess yeah. is, like, are you going to get on a yacht and go out to some private island and go to, like, some Eyes Wide Shut masquerade party? Not this year. No, not, not this year? Not this year. No. Not this year. So we're, we're, going, we're doing a, um, one of um, our good friends. He's a, he's a chef, so we're going to oh, do nice. that. We're going to the you know, nine-course meal, get fed, get full, and then we're going to a place – up the street here where it's a new restaurant, but they, they have a live DJ. It's invite only. So it'll be a good time. Nice. Good time. nice. Well, yeah. Dequel, Gotta it's, music. it's been awesome having you on all year. We're looking forward to having you on again next year. Not only was Dequel a great uh, football player and a great analyst with us, he's most importantly a great human being. We love you. Have a happy new year. Thank you as always. All right, Dequel. Right. Happy new year. Love you, Dequel. See you, man. Thank you, Dequel. boy. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.